Hey everyone, in today's video, I'm continuing to go over a transcript from the days-long story meeting, which was where George Lucas had this production team discussing what and shouldn't happen in Return of the Jedi. Now, I've used the term before, but it's like being a fly on the wall here, and this is all from the separate books of the making of Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, I like to cover from all of these different books because you get such a different perspective from all the people that came together to make these movies, including... George Lucas himself, who gives a lot of insight on what was supposed to happen originally, and then he went in and changed things. So, Star Wars was supposed to be a completely different story to what we know and love today, and I think that's what's fascinating to make these videos on, is that we get to cover so many different things that we never knew even was a possibility in the realm of Star Wars, according to George Lucas. So here we get a sneak peek into George's creative process. Now, whether you agree with his choices or not, it's clear that he has a vision of what he wants Star Wars to be, even if he may have accidentally put some roadblocks in his own way by not knowing the entire story in his head from the get-go, which of course later he changed, and we got what we got on DVD and so on. Now, in A New Hope, Ben tells Luke that Vader killed his father. But then in Empire, Vader tells Luke the truth. So why did Obi-Wan lie to Luke? Well, the real answer is that he didn't. George didn't know that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker in Episode 4. It was first when he was writing Empire that he came up with the idea. So now for Return of the Jedi, it presented a problem. What could be the in-universe reason for good, noble Ben not telling Luke the truth? Should Lucas attempt to answer it or just drop Kenobi from the last movie? Well, let's find out, shall we? Oh, and by the way, the people he's speaking to, respectively here, are his director, producer, and writer. Lucas says, We also have to cope with another problem, Ben. How do we deal with Ben? We have to deal with Ben, even to the point of using Alec Guinness in one more ghost scene. I'll get him to do it somehow. We have to do what is right for the plot and the story. Why did Ben not tell Luke? In the early script, I wrote that he wasn't ready to be told. Markand says, well, I think that is true. If Luke had known, he wouldn't have become a Jedi and he wouldn't have been able to deal with it. Markand says, I think that is absolutely true. That's the most practical reason why. Howard Kazanjian says, he probably wouldn't have learned in the same manner. For a lot of people, there's a big issue there, which we can't skirt around. Markand says, the fact that Ben lied? The fact that Ben lied, but he didn't really lie. He didn't really lie, because in the first film, he says that Vader betrayed and murdered his father. Which doesn't necessarily mean that he killed him, but that the bad Vader half of the person betrayed the good part of the person, the Skywalker half. It's easily understood. Lawrence Kasdan says, The first movie is not as much of a problem as the second one, where he has every opportunity to tell him. Yes, I agree. You could get rid of all of this, but I still tend to want to bring Ben into it. He's one of the main characters, and he's still a strong presence. I sort of agree with Larry that the best way to handle this is to let him stay in another world, and to say there is nothing more that he can do now, and that Luke is a Jedi now, and that his job is done. It could be a goodbye scene to Ben, which is, I am never going to appear before you again. You want to bring him shimmering back at the end? We can do that. They are guardian angels who are standing there. Luke has the power to see them. That's nice. That works. They become the Force. The concept is that when you die, your energy drains into the Force, which is made up of all living things. We are just personifying it a little bit, which I think is alright. The biggest thing is that we give Alec a good scene to get him to do it, a chance to act. The problem with Empire was that he doesn't act, he just tells Luke something. He wants something that is hard to do, but what he really wants is to be funny. He wants some jokes, some good snappy lines. He wants what all actors want, to talk about the Force. But it's so boring. 
He doesn't want to talk about the Force. That's what he objects to. Now, I kept that last part with Alec Guinness wanting to be funny just to picture in my head what that would have looked like. Luke confronts Obi-Wan about not telling him Vader is his father and the old Jedi Master breaks into a stand-up routine. Now, maybe I'm going to add that to, you know, Once Upon a Theory or something, but uh, you guys will know where it's all from. Anyways, what I thought was neat about what I just covered is that I've heard the whole from a certain point of view thing before about Obi-Wan seeing that once Anakin became Vader, part of him that was good was murdered by the evil side. But I hadn't heard before that Luke wouldn't have been able to become a Jedi if he knew from the beginning about what happened to his father. That the knowledge would have been too much for him. That's pretty interesting. And I guess, you know, just solidifies why Obi-Wan didn't tell him the truth. So you can kind of see George's process and changing things up as he went from episode 4 to 5 to 6. What do you guys think? If Obi-Wan had told him the truth from the very first, would Luke have become a Jedi? Or would he have fallen to the dark side perhaps, gone to see his father? And what do you think about if George had just gotten rid of Obi-Wan, as was suggested? It would have felt very unsatisfying, I think. Anyways, uh, let me know your comments down below. Hope you enjoyed this one. I'll have many more out like this for you. Until the next one, remember, the Force will be with you, always.